What is up, guys? You're listening to New Generation Hero Talk. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, filling in for EJ this week. EJ is uh, he's taking a vacation. He's out uh, traveling places, enjoying himself, having a good time. So this week, it'll just be me. And uh, as always, um, every week for Hero Talk as well as Imperial Broadcast, Kendall is joining me as well. Um, so, Kendall, what do we got this week? We've got plenty, Shawari. Um I feel like I feel like uh, it's starting to become a trend that EJ's on vacation, man. When, when we get our vacation time, yeah, EJ's getting all this, racking up all this vacation from the podcast. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> well, let's talk to him about that. But um, uh, no, but there's plenty to talk about this week. Obviously, uh, you know, last week we had the uh, debut of the Captain Marvel trailer, which was uh, huge news in our industry. Um, and this week, we had another huge trailer, this time coming from Fox in the form of a Dark Phoenix trailer. Um, the movie formerly known as X-Men Dark Phoenix finally got our, got our debut, got its debut. And so I'm excited to talk about that. And Fox had plenty of other stuff that they decided to drop uh, this week that we will discuss. But um, it definitely will f- feel a lot like Imperial Broadcast if you listen to that show. Because that's just, it's just going to be me and Shamari today, uh, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. So if you listen to Imperial Broadcast, are used to me and Kendall talking about stuff. So this week EJ EJ is in here, so this will probably have more of an Imperial Broadcast feel to it. But with uh, the hero topics that you're you are used to us talking about, um, so we will dive right in and get into some of these some of these uh, very interesting topics that we had to talk about this week. So the first topic, as Kendall mentioned, we got a Dark Phoenix trailer. That's a true first first official trailer for X Men Dark Phoenix, um, and this is uh, of course coming on coming. This is coming out now after um, very negative and uh, uh, you know very kind of mixed reports of what uh, what the movie was going to be. And negative reactions to what the movie was, and then it getting pushed back. Um, it was supposed to come out uh, this year, but of course it did not. It got pushed back, so it's coming out next year. So, um, so then we finally get a trailer that drops uh, way earlier um, in the week, and this is um, uh, so. This is the first trailer it shows it shows what kind of tries to give a, a sense of what the movie's gonna feel like, what it's gonna be like. Um, and I am, I feel like this, my reaction to this trailer is what basically, you know, we, and we've gone back and forth about this, what we've been hearing about this movie for a while. And I feel like my reaction is what we've been saying, which is, this is, seems like a very, and Kimber used this phrasing grounded, not like space battles, no, um, you know, crazy dark Phoenix and Phoenix in the cosmic space doing all this crazy stuff no it just seems like a very grounded just like a very grounded x-men gene personal gene gray story um and that is uh not really what i wanted to see to be completely honest with you i was hoping it would be uh you know i was hoping it would be something more something different because i feel like this this is kind of similar to what we got last time not in terms of the uh how the story is being told necessarily and and how it feels, but but this is the same type of Phoenix story that we got, 
at least based on what the what the trailer is showing oh she's you know scared and questioning her powers and doesn't know what's going on and is so i mean though of course in the last movie in x3 she was like in a daze she was in some kind of like altered mental state throughout like the whole movie and this one she seems to at least like be you know conscious and aware of what's happening but still is unsure of how what to do with this power i don't know I have very mixed feelings. Uh, of course, I like McAvoy and and Fassbender, and they're always good in these movies. Um, uh, the other X Men seem very much like background characters, like <laughs> that, that are just yes, kind of they're very just, weird. They're just there, like Beast, Cyclops, Storm, even Mystique. They're just kind of just there, you know. And I'm just like, okay, it's very much Jean Grey and, and Professor X centric story. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I was hoping for a little bit something more than that, but this is what we got. Uh, Kenno, what did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, look, I it wasn't an awful trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a decent trailer. I thought uh, it it was you know they they did a good job of establishing tone, establishing the story. Uh, showing you some of the characters that we liked from the last couple movies. Um, I think my problem with it is really a lot of my problems with this entire project. Um, I've been one that's been defending this movie more so on the show than I think you guys, especially EJ, hasn't been really a fan of this idea. Um, but I, I I have to say that I, I I'm a little disappointed with the direction they're going. It really feels like we talked about when Apocalypse came out that a, the, a lot of the guys that stood out, a lot of the actors that stood out were the newer class of X-Men and that mm-hmm. they should really try and focus on that group more so than the older group and that that would work uh, going forward. And that seemed like the direction they were going with this Dark Phoenix movie. I wasn't a huge fan of the Dark Phoenix story to begin with because we had already seen it and they messed up the first time. But going with it again, I'm like, all right, going to do it with a different actress and a different set of actors and actresses. But it really does. And even changing the name from X-Men Dark Phoenix to just Dark Phoenix illustrates that this is a Jean Grey movie. It's a Jean Grey movie with Professor X as the lead male character, uh, mentor and the X-Men are kind of, like you said, just they just work for Professor X, it feels like. But <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like... And look, if I were making a Jean Grey Dark Phoenix movie, that's how I would make it. But I don't know if that's the movie I want to see. I, you know, I don't want to see a Jean Grey movie. I want to see an X-Men movie. Right. If Jean Grey is a villain, if, Jean Grey's, if that's the main plot of the movie, that's great. But they're making this Dark Phoenix movie as if I care that much about Jean Grey, but she was good in the last movie, but this is a character that was only in one movie. Was largely a side character in that one movie. She wasn't. It's not like she had already been an established figure in the X Men universe. Obviously, it's Jean Grey, so we care about her. But there was nothing special about that character. Nothing special about Cyclops or any of the newer any of the newer class of X Men that made me think like you can center a whole movie around this character, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be all for it. So. We have this Jean Grey-centric movie that they didn't really earn uh, by giving her a whole lot of exposition in the last one. 
Um, it feels like they think that Sophie Turner is the biggest star out of everyone and that it'd be best to just do a Sophie Turner-centric movie than to do an X-Men, do an actual X-Men movie. That's what it kind of feels like. And that's unfortunate. Um, and I mean, they're right that she is the biggest star out of all of them, so I don't blame them in that regard. Uh, but it's unfortunate because I don't know if that behooves them to to go that direction. Um, I mean, how do you have a Dark Phoenix movie? I mean, we talked about X3 and, or X-Men last. What was one of the bigger problems that people had with that movie? For me and for a lot of people, it was the fact that Cyclops died 10, 15 minutes into the movie. And we had a, a Dark Phoenix story that didn't really have Cyclops in it. And this one, while Cyclops is present throughout the trailer, he, has, he really doesn't make any sort of presence. He makes no impact in anything that they show in the trailer. And that could be just the way they cut the trailer. Um, a lot of times trailers are misleading. Maybe Cyclops is in 80% of the movie. They just decided not to give him really any speaking lines in the trailer and have him just be a background guy. But I shouldn't look at Cyclops in this trailer the same way I look at Beast, the same way I look at Storm when this is a Jean Grey movie. Like, that, I, I don't know. There's just a lot wrong with this movie. Magneto just looks there just to be there. <laughs> I don't feel like Magneto has any... Where, where, is the, where is the even the connection? I know it's an X-Men movie, but why is Magneto even there? I, I have no problem with it because I like Fastbender, but they didn't explain that. Uh, Mystique, I guess, is there because she's like an honorary X-Men. She's like Wolverine, so she's yeah, there. She's, like she's not. now, I guess. Um, there's a funeral scene. I'd be shocked. Not, I, yeah, I'd, I'd go as far as say I'd be shocked if it wasn't Mystique that died. Only because I think we've all been waiting for Jennifer Lawrence to be out of this, uh, this role for a while. And, I mean, they're all going to be out of this role after this movie, out of their respective roles after this movie. But um, I'd be shocked if she did much with this movie to begin with. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like this is a movie that it just feels like a wasted opportunity. Again, a lot of characters in random roles. And then what was one of the things that we loved besides the newer class of X-Men? Or one of the scenes we loved from X-Men Apocalypse the most? It was the last shot where we got all those dope costumes of each of the new X-Men. And in this one, they're wearing these bland blue and yellow X- X-Men costumes. I'm like, why wouldn't they just have their individual costumes? I don't know. There's a lot wrong with this movie. A lot wrong with this trailer. But, I mean, it doesn't mean this movie's going to be terrible. doesn't mean I won't see it. But mm-hmm. a little, little disappointing. I yeah. know it could have been better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just this is just the direction that they, um, the direction that they chose to take. I mean, they they wanted. I guess this is the movie that that they were were aiming for. I definitely agree in that Sophie Turner, um, you know, her role in the last movie wasn't really big enough to warrant this kind of uh, her getting her getting this kind of spotlight. And in such above a, the rest of them, yeah, above above all of them, all the rest of them, <laughs> including Professor X, Magneto, all of them, and and I know that that's what the story is, but you have to have she needs to play a bigger role in Apocalypse then, if you're gonna make yeah. this now a personal story, Jean Grey story, and it's like I don't even know who Jean Grey is yet, <laughs> like she, yeah, she how many like it, like just honestly like she didn't have that many lines in Apocalypse, and no. now we're and now we're getting. 
uh, you know, like what was her story? What was the Jean Grey story in Apocalypse? She was a she was a, a telepath right. that was very strong that I guess connected with Cyclops in some way, and that's it. And she she had been in the school for longer than Cyclops had been with the school. That's it. Yep. There was no like, and she went on the mission, but there there was no real backstory. Apparently, we're gonna get that in this movie. But I the, the only other interesting thing about Jean Grey was the end of the movie when she turned into the Phoenix. So I was like, oh, maybe they might do something with this. But it went from that to I was calling the movie Dark Phoenix. Like, this is her This is her universe now? Yeah. I don't know. That's a little... That, I mean, that just... That'd be like if the next Spider-Man movie was, was like, Zendaya-centric. And, like, it was called, like, it was called Michelle or whatever. Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. We're like, wait, wait, what? I mean, I understand that, you know, we expected at some point this character was going to be important, but, I mean, how we can jump from this to that? Right. Yeah, so it's, it, I mean, this is, it's just very jarring. So, um, hopefully the movie is great. You know, hopefully <laughs> we're all wrong and the movie is spectacular and, you know, we're leaving the theater speculating on, uh, well, I guess not, maybe not future movies, but speculating on what Sophie Turner could do next, <laughs> you know, or something along those lines, but, and um, but yeah, so. This is the first time I felt this way, like, at least as sure of myself, but after seeing that trailer, I really hope they just recast the entire X-Men. Like, Fastbender and McAvoy could stay if they really want them to. Uh, I think McAvoy is probably the, 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 the most... I would say irreplaceable, but I would say he'd be the most important guy to keep if they were to try and keep someone. But I would have a problem if they recasted everybody. Um, they're just I, I this they, they have to wipe the stink out of this universe if you're Marvel. <laughs> and it's not like these movies are terrible, but it's just like it's just they're just too average. They're just too B minus effort, C plus quality. They just wouldn't fit in the MCU in any respect. And, like, it's not even the actors, because the actors are good. These are all high-level actors. These are high-level. Sure. I didn't see right. I see Ready Player One, but Ty Sheridan did a yeah, great job I mean, in that. I was just watching Ready Player One. He's great. He's good in that movie. He's yeah. very talented. Like, I don't you know. He, like, these are good actors. And a lot of them did a good job in Apocalypse. But right. it's it's just the story that they're trying to tell these characters that just doesn't hit the ball. It doesn't hit the mark. And, I mean... We can't forget that this is Simon Kimberg's directorial debut, and he played a big role in the Apocalypse movie that fell short. And he's played a role. He played a big role in Fantastic Four, which obviously we don't have to talk about what happened there. But I, I, I'm a little leery on whether or not Simon Kimberg can really get it done from a director standpoint. Yeah, I mean, we sh- we shall see. Um, so we got more news coming out of, uh, Dark Phoenix. This is, you know, not, this unfortunately is, uh, um, is not good news. It's news that we did not want to hear. And this is regarding Dark Phoenix and Gambit, um, you know, unusually enough, but it's involving Gambit as well. So the, both of these movies were postponed yet again. So Dark Phoenix was postponed, you know, I've, of course you remember it was postponed earlier, um, in the year. It was revealed that it's, instead it was going to come out next year. Now it's postponed again. After this trailer announced that it was coming out on Valentine's Day of next that year. That was weird. Yeah, that was what was so weird. Yeah. Like, I literally just see the trailer. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Why wouldn't they just put that in the trailer? Yeah. But 
That just shows you the miscommunication that's going on. Yeah, so it it just shows it, this just shows how like all over the place this whole this this whole process with with all of these Fox movies. This movie, New Mutants, and Gambit. So I forgot about New Mutants, man. Yeah, I mean, New Mutants is just like just all of these movies. They're really all over the place with all of this. So so this movie was pushed back to the summer. Yeah, now now they're going for June 7th. <laughs> Good which, luck with this movie coming out, what, a month after? Yeah, after Avengers. Ah. I mean, and come on. That, like, isn't that the same month or, like, a month after, a month before Spider-Man comes yeah, out? Yeah, Avengers and then Spider-Man. Like, no one's going to be looking for this movie. Nobody Not, cares. Yeah. I, I mean, I, will, I probably won't care. It will just be like, whatever. <laughs> if we're going to go see X-Men. Yeah, this but, is this is not that's not in good company for X Men Dark Phoenix. Had this movie had come out in February, I would have been more excited. Right, because you know it, we would have seen Venom, Captain Marvel had not would not have came out yet. It would have been I guess the first superhero movie of the year, mm-hmm. and instead we would have seen Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, maybe Hellboy if if people were going to see Hellboy and Avengers. And then right after that, we're going to see Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, this is just... It's a messy schedule. Um, they they decided to randomly put a second Deadpool movie in December. Or a third Deadpool movie, if you, if you consider it a third one. But they're going to redo the, the entire uh, Deadpool 2 in a PG-13 format. That just feels like a cash grab to get a couple extra pennies uh in your pocket and i'm still not that the whole thing with, with the entire situation with them releasing the trail and then changing the date uh, like a day later gives me more confidence that my take that gambit will never come out i, I i'm not i'm not moving off that take despite <laughs> the fact that they literally just announced that it's coming out because i i'm not convinced that they even know what's happening they're saying they're saying they're releasing trailers with release dates and then changing the release dates a day later. Yeah, I mean now while the saying, trailers are still. I mean now they're saying that Gambit is going to come out on March thirteenth of twenty twenty. That's their set date for Gambit now. That would be that would be horrific if it came out <laughs> two years from now. I mean, I was hoping that we can we can get an X Men movie by then. Or at least an X Men movie announced. By yeah, him. yeah, that. But we're yeah. still talking about Gambit coming out. Yeah, I know. What's funny is in some places that where they actually have this news up, they're like, we don't even know if Gambit's gonna come out because by then they'll be hoping that the X Men are in the MCU, <laughs> or exactly. that, or that they're already developing that. So hopefully, we won't even be no, talking about Gambit. There's no way Feige's keeping that nonsense. <laughs> Channing Tatum and Gambit. No way. I mean. I, I mean, I like. I, I understand the idea of them saying, "Oh, we're going to make Gambit a, a, a romantic comedy." Uh, I can see that working. It, it makes more sense why they casted Channing Tatum if that's the plan. But that movie's not coming out. I would be surprised if we got all the way to 2020. I, I'm still not entirely convinced New Mutants is going to come out. The only reason I feel that one's coming out is because we actually saw a trailer like a year ago. Right. But Gambit. They still haven't even filmed that movie. I mean, is Channing Tatum really going to make time on his schedule to film Gambit? Didn't he give some really non-committal statement about Gambit recently? Yeah, Collider asked him, oh, so what's the deal? Last week, while he was doing press for the Smallfoot animated movie, 
And he was like, I haven't been told anything about Danny. I have no idea. <laughs> this guy last week said that. And now, like, oh, yeah, it got pushed back. That's, That's probably why they pushed it back. They're like, oh, well, I guess we need more time to talk to Channing about this. That's crazy, man. He's I'd be shocked if this He hasn't been told about. anything about it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't think he's lying. Well, what's the point yeah, of lying? I don't think he's lying. This is very DCEU esque. Not to not to pile on DC, but like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. Fox is that much better than uh, than DC. Yeah, I mean, Fox is looking, you know, almost like worse. I mean, at least when DC announces, they say something's coming out for for the most part, and it has like a specific date. It'll come out. On yeah, the they have release dates and stuff. If it's not like release. rumors. When they yeah. announce something, it comes out. Yeah. Fox when, will announce something and then it will never come out. They'll announce something, give a trailer for it, and then push it. Oh, we got we got to push it back two years. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, Gambit was supposed to come out in like 2017. <laughs> it's 2020 now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, this is this is like this is out of control with with Fox right now. It's just this is just reinforcing the fact that they don't they don't need these properties. Like they really do not need these properties. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with these no, properties. Yeah, no. They just want to make a movie to make money. Just put X-Men in a movie. Put Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Fassbender in it and try to make some money. And it's like, no, the MCU, they wouldn't know what to do with these movies. You know? So I, I'm just looking forward to um, the MCU getting control of the X-Men. And, um, I mean, and doing whatever they want. I mean, I think it would be good to recast. But, I mean, if they didn't, you know, I trust Feige. <laughs> you yeah, know, I trust him to at least make That's a good the thing. story. Like, you know, you know, I like McAvoy and Fassbender and Sheridan and Sophie Turner and a lot of the cast. Um, but I, I, I just don't care for this universe anymore, man. Mm. Once, once they announced that it was going to Disney, I was like, I need a, I need a new X Men. I need an X Men <laughs> with costumes. I need an X Men with a timeline that isn't completely. I mean, why do we have like? Why do we have two Dark Phoenix stories? And, like, we're at a stage with the X-Men where it's like, I see another Charles is saying in the trailer, oh, yeah, the world is on the brink. I'm like, you said this last time. Right. <laughs> Why is every movie the world is about to end? And these guys are like rookie X-Men. <laughs> I mean, it feels like, at this point, by the time we get to where we were in the original X-Men movie in the 2000s, they should be like... They they should be dealing with anything. They yeah, already right. dealt with Apocalypse and Phoenix. They'd be like, where's Galactus? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like where's Kane the Conqueror? I mean, that's about it. I mean, Magneto should be the other guy at this point. But yeah, I don't want I don't want to see these guys ever again. I'll be honest. I'll see this movie. Hopefully, it's good. But if it's not, I won't really care. Oh boy. All right. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, with this with all this stuff. Um, you know, hopefully these these movies come out, and hopefully they are, uh, hopefully they're worth they're worth watching as well. Uh, so the next bit of uh, well, actually, this isn't even a bit of news; it's pretty big news. So we have we actually have um, a casting for the Birds of Prey. So we have a Huntress casting and a Black Canary casting. So the Huntress casting is Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Um, and uh, Black Canary is Journey Smollett Bell, so this is a very interesting casting. Um, I think I think both of these castings are very interesting. Of course, the Black Canary um, casting is interesting because Journey Smollett Bell is a uh, a um, just a mixed race uh, actress, 
Um, so what we were hearing, I guess, before was correct in that they were not looking for a your standard, you know, white, uh, you know, blonde haired black canary. Um, so this that should be very interesting to see. Um, and she's a very accomplished actress as well. She's been on ER, Grey's Anatomy and uh, and various other shows and movies. Um, Friday Night Lights, True Blood. She's she's very very very. Uh, <laughs> she's been in a lot of things. So that, I think they're um, that's a good casting just to have. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead would not have been my choice for a huntress. She, I think, and the, my reasoning my reason for saying that isn't because of her acting talent. She's she's very talented as well. She, I think you know with people pointing out her. Um, her last, I guess you could say her last gig in something comic book related was, or sort of was uh, Scott Pilgrim, where she was Ramona. Right. Um, though I guess even looking, going back even further, and this is what connected me and you, Kendall, she was also in Sky High. Which, yeah, no, I see that. I was yeah, like, I'm trying to remember who she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I, I remember it, but I don't remember what her power was or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that was the last superhero role she did. But yeah, I do. I do remember she was in the movie. She was good. Oh uh, yeah, she was the cheerleader. Yeah. Um, whatever. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but but yeah, she's. I mean, she's a good actress as well. So, um, but for me, it's just she looks very innocent. And um, maybe that's the point. Eh, maybe. I mean, Huntress maybe is that's a the really, character you're going for. Huntress is a really like like she's Huntress. She's a very brutal character in terms of like. Uh, in terms of um, uh, you know her personality and her skill set, like like she is like a straight up assassin. Like so, I don't know. I mean, I could see her; pull, she could pull it off, but it will be very interesting to see her pull that off. Um, but I think these are for overall. I'm very I'm I'm satisfied with these castings. I think these are serious castings as well. I don't think these are joke castings where it's like, who is this? You know, why am I? Or or that this was just a you know, get the big name to bring people in the seats. Uh, this doesn't seem like that kind of casting either. So I think they're really, they're going for talented people that impress them in the auditions. You know what I mean? That's what this seems like to me. So, yeah. so I have a good feeling about this. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do. And I, I would like to see these people um, interact with uh, Margot Robbie as Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I think that'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah. I mean, What's uh, you mentioned how with the Huntress casting, it it may not seem like a good fit on paper, but again, I almost feel like they intentionally did that just to make her appearance and her personality be jarring hmm. on screen to make it even more apparent that like, oh yeah, the Huntress is like, like you said, a very brutal type of character. Um, and I mean, the Black Canary thing is something we've talked about. Um, you know, we talked about whether or not Lady Gaga would be end up be playing Black Canary or Huntress. Apparently, she's playing neither. But um, mm-hmm. it seems like that was probably for the Huntress, if that were to be believed, or if that if that rumor were to believe, then these castings are any type of sign. I mean, I don't get. It's a huge difference, obviously, going from who they casted as Black Canary to Lady Gaga, but. Um, I mean, I'm glad that the the reports on the Black Canary character were true because uh, it's something we talked about in the show for a while. But it's not—I don't—I mean, there's nothing about the Black Canary character that needs to be 
white, obviously. So that's hopefully the conversation be live as well. We're uh, we're changing up the the lore <laughs> by making Black Canary uh, mixed or black, but it's it's not a. Uh, I mean, it's not anything I would be offended by, or uh, it's I think it's probably the right move. You feel that she's the best actress, and you want to infuse some diversity into your uh, into your universe. I mean, there are other diverse characters they could have put in this movie. Then you'd have to make Black Canary black, but. You could have could put Vixen in there. Uh, you could have put uh, Renee Montoya's the question character. There are ways you could have done it, but right. Um, but I, it's also a Birds of Prey movie, so black character that makes sense to be in that movie, and I, I I'm excited to see how this movie turns out. There's also the report that they may be looking at Ewan McGregor to play Black Mask, so. Uh, that could end up being interesting. I don't know if that he's the best fit for the for the role, but um, I kind of hope he doesn't do it so that he can focus on uh, doing Kenobi, which we, uh, if Bob Iger is to, be believe, is to be believed, maybe a long time from now. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, I, I definitely think that um, that this Black Canary casting. Uh, I'm interested to see how she does. You know, I'm very interested to see because I like Black Canary as a character as well. You know, I, I you know, and what I from what I've seen of Black Canary and the different uh, the different shows and movies and 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 things that I've seen Black Canary and I always like Black Canary and I think it'll be fun to see her on the big screen. I think she's a very likable character in general, so I think it'll be fun to see her um, uh, in the the movie universe. Um, but I, now I'm, I'm even more curious to see like a trailer or see actual like film or a set photo or a poster. I'm, I'm very interested. I feel like this movie could be like, I feel like this movie could draw a lot of people in, you know, because these are very cool characters that they have to work with. And I feel like with the right marketing, not Suicide Squad necessarily, but the, with the right marketing, this could draw in a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. And one thing I like is that they didn't feel like. Similar to Wonder Woman 84. Because um, obviously we talked about the Suicide Squad. They took characters that people didn't care about and casted them with these A-list or B-list actors. And were like, people are going to love to see... People are going to go see this movie because that's Will Smith. And, right. it, and that's yeah. Margot Robbie and Viola Davis and so-and-so. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, Wonder Woman 84, he talks about how um, the Cheetah character, they could have decided... Oh, we're gonna put uh, Ronda Rousey. We're gonna make Ronda Rousey cheetah, so it's Gal Gadot versus Ronda Rousey. Right. Or we could have made, we could have casted, uh, I don't know, some. Like I said, Ronda Rousey would be the perfect person. Where it's like she's not an actor. This makes no sense, but it's just good marketing. But they went with Kristen Wiig because they felt that was best for the role. Maybe not as big a name, but fit whatever they're trying to do with that movie. And with right. these two actresses, they could have just decided, let's put Lady Gaga in there. Let's cast Beyonce as Black Canary. And let's just get a million people to go see the movie. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but we got the box office. But these two actresses aren't going to be box office attractions because of their name. But hopefully it that ends up helping the product uh, as, as a whole. So yeah. I'll give them their credit on that, on that regard. Yes, yes, I, I do as well. You know, and and you're right. These definitely are not names that you would just cast just to bring people in to see it. 
So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm very very much looking forward to this. Um, you know, and this is very this is definitely in contrast to what I was saying before about this movie, where I was like, why are they making this movie? You know, why are they announcing this movie when we don't have Batman? <laughs> you know, <laughs> asking things like that, which I still feel that way. But um, you know, at least they're you know making an effort to make it interesting. You know, and and uh, again, I don't know if this is this is you know Hamada's influence or or whoever's influences, <laughs> whoever is, is you know making the. But it seems like they're taking this project seriously, and I I definitely uh, appreciate that, and, and uh, I'm very I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, what else uh, they have in store for us with regards to the Birds of Prey movie. Um, but all right, so we have uh, some more stories for you guys. Um, so the next story has to do with the CW crossover. So the CW crossover this, this year, or I guess this coming year, um, uh, so this crossover event is going to be, um, uh, it's actually going to be titled, they released a title for it, it's called Elseworld. Now this, now, if, you know, of course, if you're familiar with, um, you know, the comic books or the, the DC comic books and, uh, the Elseworld stories are, generally speaking, they're stories that take place, you know, they're, they're, they're stories about these characters that just take place in completely other separate universes. It has nothing to do with the current, the current continuity of the character that we know of. Now, you know, of course, this has a lot of people, um, you know, questioning and wondering and, and people are saying, oh, is this in another universe? Does this not have anything to do with the CW universe? Is this a completely separate continuity? And so people have been tweeting and doing things. And, and, and someone tweeted at uh, Mark Guggenheim and asked him, is this like a completely separate universe? He said no. So um, apparently it's not a separate universe. But they are taking that Elseworlds title and, and using it as a title for the crossover. Um, so yeah, so that's what, so that is what the title is. I'm, I'm curious to, to see why it's called Elseworld. Um, uh, we also now know that, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow are not in the crossover event this year. So it's just the Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. So I don't, I'm not sure why the Legends aren't involved. Maybe, I guess maybe they just didn't fit in the story. Um, you know, it's... Who knows? Uh, but honestly, uh, I'm so far behind in Legends that I'm better off for it. So, <laughs> so I'm not complaining about that. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very interested in seeing why they decide to name it Elseworlds. So this is definitely, um, this is definitely very fascinating. Yeah, and they they announced that uh, the Monitor will be the, yes. the villain of the right. Yeah, they announced that the, the Monitor uh, is going to be the villain crossover. Um, on that similar level, or he's like a almost an antagonist of any monitor. Was also a huge uh, DC villain, and mm-hmm. that that like I don't know. I mean, there were some people that wondered if the crossover, you know, the inclusion of Batwoman and Lois Lane would mm-hmm. suggest that uh, it would it may end up being a more grounded uh, crossover event this this year. And it doesn't seem to be the case if you're doing Elseworld and you're throwing a monitor and uh, sounds like it's going to be another uh, very, very high stakes event. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I don't know. They can go in a million different directions, obviously, with this. 
I don't know if this will tie in with any of the stories that we've had uh, or that they've teased in at the end of each season, but I do think that they, this is something that could end up being good. Um, I guess the only thing I'm a little worried about is will this be like a one-off thing? Like, will it be like not canon because it's Elseworlds? Will it be like, oh, the Lois Lane you saw? I mean, that is Lois Lane, but like, I mean, she doesn't play a factor in anything. Batwoman is just in her own universe, but don't expect to see Batwoman interacting with Oliver ever again. Like, or is this something where it's like, this this will have a lasting impact in the CW universe? I'm hoping it's the latter rather than the former. I mean, I, when it comes to that, I think that this, um, I think with I think just in general with a lot of crossover events, the lasting effect usually isn't that huge you know yeah so, uh, you know it, I, so i going into this event i was never expecting like lois to show up in arrow or something like that you know like i you know if you know if if they were to introduce something like that or to try to do something like that it wouldn't come out of this crossover or at least i wouldn't think so i mean they could still do that but i think that if they're going to make this have this crossover have a lasting impact um that would surprise me, <laughs> honestly. Like, I'd be surprised if the, if this crossover was like now all of a sudden this is like like that that that's events coming out of this crossover had like huge impact. Now, it may, it, it, I mean, this is our introduction to Batwoman, so of course it'll have an impact on Batwoman. Um, and uh, you know, it may you know, and this will be their first time interacting with Batwoman in general, so that they, they'll know who she is. You know, so I'm thinking that, of course, that will be a thing going forward. Uh, but outside of that, I don't think there, there's going to be anything else, um, you know, that would have any lasting impacts, you know, or I'd be surprised if there was. Uh, similar to last year, you know, when we had the crossover with the uh, with the Nazis and, you know, I mean, that was a, it, it happened. It, it's a thing, but like they never addressed it again, really. <laughs> so I'm thinking yeah. it'll be the same thing. Um, I'm thinking it'll be the same thing this year. But with the exception that now they're introducing Batwoman, who's a whole other character who's going to have her own show. So that should be very cool to see. Um, but yeah, so I am, I'm very much looking forward to the crossover. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I don't know what to expect since the monitor is involved. I mean, he was involved in the Crisis of Infinite Earth storyline. And that's a very, very uh, trippy story. So it's not a grounded story. So I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what they have planned for this crossover, and it's titled Elseworlds. So I don't know what is going on with this crossover, but um, but yeah, we shall find out. It should be very interesting to see. Um, and again, I'm very very much looking forward to it. So the last story we've got for you guys has to do with Titans. Um, so we've got some more uh, Titans clips uh, that were released. So they're they're short um character yeah basically just short like character uh featurettes almost well not a featurette but it was like a it just clips basically you know showing more of the characters so there's one for robin one for beast boy one for raven one for starfire and each of these um and they were okay you know uh they showed beast boy transform i thought it looked okay i don't think it looked like spectacular or anything like that it didn't look 
you know, horrific either. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, I was like, whatever. Okay, he turned into a t- tiger. Hopefully, you know, we see him transform a lot in the series because that's all he does. So I'm hoping that's not something that we see once every f- four episodes. We'll see him transform. Right. Okay. Um, and, I mean, we got to see a little bit more of Starfire where it seems like she was like, you know, I have a power that just comes out. Like, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. You know, I, I'm used to a Starfighter that, of course, is always aw- is just aware of her powers because she was born with these powers and she always has had these powers and knows she has these powers. Not a Starfighter that's like, what is this power? You know, it's like, no, you're from an alien planet and you all have this power. You know, well, well, yeah, I mean, basically. So I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. About her not not really knowing about her powers or or any any kind of storyline like that, I probably wouldn't be that big of a fan of that, you know. Unless I guess there's some kind of mind wiping thing that happened, I don't know. But I don't know how I feel about that. Um, uh, I mean, otherwise, I mean, she seems she seems cool to me. Um, you know, Robin, of course. I I've said enough about Robin. I'm sold on Robin. Uh, you know, so I just want to see, uh, you know, what basically just what his story is going to be throughout the series and i'm pretty much sold on raven also she's a very very creepy character straight out of a horror movie straight out of the conjuring or something so and i think that is i think that makes sense for her character so i'm i and i think the effects on her are pretty good so i'm looking forward to that as well yeah i thought these were cool um i definitely feel like they're doing a lot better job with the marketing now they did when the trailer first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they they adjusted. They they listened to what the people were saying. It, it won't have an effect on how good the show is, but I'm more interested to watch it now than I was after that first trailer. Um, thought they did a good a better job explaining Robin's character. The, I mean, they showed us Beast Boy, which was nice. Um, Raven obviously was probably the least, uh, probably the most vague, but. I mean, her her powers and backstory in general was very vague, so it's not surprising. And then uh, we got some of what Starfire is about. Starfire was probably again the probably the most, or pro- the one I was probably most confused about. Um, they see like because she or... was confused. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Like I, I, I mean, she didn't. I, she, I guess she didn't know where she was from or something like that. Yeah. She didn't tell them where she was from, but she they didn't disclose it. I mean, she didn't know how to use her powers, like. Yeah, I thought like, Starfire just came over and was like, "Oh yeah, I, I can do this. I can exactly. do that. I'm an alien." You know, like, I thought it wasn't that intricate. So they might be trying to change her story up. I wouldn't do that if I were them. But yeah, uh, I'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But mm, I, I, I do. I will say though, I think I have less issue with. I mean, I never had a huge issue, but I do think that the actress won't be a problem. I think or the. The the whatever you want to call it the the attire that they have her in and stuff mm-hmm. like I, all that I don't think will be a problem I think it's solely just gonna be on the writers to make a good story but yeah um all the actors look fine to me um, I thought Beast Boy CGI was not awful so that's important wasn't spectacular but I didn't it didn't need to be spectacular so I, I think everything I, everything from that show that I've seen over the last two or three weeks has been positive. That includes the Jason Todd stuff and uh, every 
picture and stuff that we've seen from that from that show and it's coming out soon so that's important yeah i mean it comes out in uh a few weeks october 12th so that's that's yeah, yeah it's basically a couple of weeks so that's very that's definitely coming up very soon um and uh you know of course we'll be reviewing it um but yeah so this is uh yeah, I mean, so far it's look it's looking okay. I mean, they also released a poster as well, with uh, that came out, and the poster looks decent. Um, it has each of their like their colors in it. They're each in kind of a different part of the uh, co- or they each have control of like a different part of the poster, and it's decent. So I, I mean, I am uh, I'm look I'm looking forward to it. You know, I don't my expectations are very low <laughs> right. with regards to the show. Uh, is Berlin? Berlin? He's behind the show, right? Uh yes yeah this is Berlanti oh I don't think he'll tell you that yeah 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 I don't think he'll want to do that I mean he's very low key it's yeah, not like the CW stuff so. yeah yeah I don't know if he I don't think he wants to claim the Flash either right now but you know he can't that's true about that. yeah. <laughs> but you guys yeah. Berlanti he's like oh yeah you guys Berlanti oh, what do you do so, uh, I'm a showrunner for Riverdale <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, you know, so this is, you know, this is Berlanti. I mean, we'll see what, we'll see what he, what he does with the Titans. Um, I my the bars, it was very low for me with this show, but hopefully it's, hopefully it's okay. My thing is as long as it's better than, and this is a really low bar, as long as it's better than, uh, whatchamacallit, Inhumans. I feel like it has the potential to be that bad, but as long as it's not that bad, I'll be like, okay, yeah. all right. It is something. You know, I got something out of Titans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, of course. And so whenever when that comes out, we'll have a review for you guys. Um, so and now we can move on. So that those are all those are all the news stories for this week. So next up, we've got a review for you guys. So the Gifted premiered this week as well. Um, so the Gifted came out as a season premiere. You know, there's a is the start of the fall season. All the shows are coming out. The Gifted, the first one to come out. So, the episode was, and of course, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode. Of course, <laughs> we're reviewing the episode. Um, so I thought this episode was pretty good. You know, it, it didn't you know start off crazy or anything like that. But but you know, I thought I thought it picked up basically where the last season left off in terms of the tone and the characters. You know, it's very much, um, it's very much the same show. Still has that on the run, (laughs) Uh, still has that on the run feel, but this seems more confrontational. It seems much less, it seems to have much less to do with, um, though it still has a little bit to do with it, but much less to do with, uh, uh, Sentinel Services and much more to do with, um, the Hellfire Club. And the Hellfire Club versus this the mutant underground, I guess you could say, and not so not the X Men. Um, so this is this clash, this inevitable clash that we're gonna get between them, because I feel like that's kind of what this story seems to be leading towards. It's kind of being told from two perspectives, from Polaris and Andy Strucker's perspective, and all the other Struckers and the mutant underground's perspective. So I like the kind of shifting between the two. Um, and I like that so far. I like that that lady from the Hellfire Club. I don't know her name. I apologize. It's gonna take me a little while to get these names. Yeah, they didn't really say their names. Yeah, they didn't really. If they did, they they may have said it like once or twice. They just assumed that you knew who they were. Yeah, but 
Um, of course, the Stefford Cuckoos are good. Um, but that lady who was kind of running, basically running the Hellfire Club now, um, killed like the rest of the leaders or the rest of the council. Um, uh, so and I'm unclear about what her power is exactly. It was very bizarre. But uh, in that scene where she actually killed them, but she's a good. She's doing a good job in terms of playing the role. She's very uh, intimidating, but it seems very determined. Uh, you know to. Um, uh, I guess to create a world for mutants, it's kind of like they're kind of like the feel like the Brotherhood, kind of. I'm wonder. I'm kind of interested in what the distinction is between them and say the Brotherhood. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that. That was my whole thing with the show. Was, oh, yeah. oh, now they're creating this X Men versus the Brotherhood thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're no. saying they're the Hellfire Club. But I'm like, but your goal sounds like the Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm like, are you the Brotherhood? What's the difference between you and the Brotherhood? You know, it sounds like it's the same thing. You know, so I don't know. But <laughs> either way, I'm digging it. You know, I'm liking what what I'm getting from what I'm getting from from these new characters, and um, and I like what the the it seems like the tension that's building between the uh, um, uh, the Strucker kids. You know, the, between them being separated, but also still being connected in some way. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very interested in Mark. Of course, uh, Marcos is going, and he's like losing it. Poe Dameron. Yeah, <laughs> Poe Dameron. Um, and uh, we got uh, Polaris, who finally had the child. Uh, I didn't know if the child was going to survive. Was like, is the child even going to survive? Oh, they, that child better it survived. <laughs> yeah, much, I'll go as much of the time they spent on that thing. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I thought the episode was good. I thought it was very solid. Is I think it's a good start to the season, good start to the episode. So I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a good episode. Um, I feel like they didn't get that far in the story. You know, like, very yeah. slow-paced, very, let's catch you up on everything, show you where everyone is, and then Polaris is going to have a kid, and that's that's going to be the story. But, um, that I mean, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that, because it seemed also like they did jump pretty far. Right. It's not like they picked up right where we left off, so you kind of had to understand what the situation we were in going forward in the season was going to be, and so I feel like I have an understanding of that, so that was a good thing. Um, I do like the, the dynamic of, like you said, having like this brother type entity and this Morlocks X-Men type entity, uh, kind of clashing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Andy Strucker was a little bit better in this season or in this episode than he was last season. Yeah, it was so much, I, much less annoying. Yeah, much less annoying, much more like, so... I'll uh I'll give him a I'll give him a pass for this for uh for this first episode he keeps it up, um, but yeah the rest of the characters as good as they've been they were they were all good last last season and I think they all pretty much kept it up. I do think that I, I probably if I go back, I mean I th- we did a good job with the Jennies. I don't think I would change any picks, but I I did underrate the Stafford Cuckoos a little bit. They are very interesting characters, but. Um, overall, though, I, I, I'm excited for the season. Um, it looks like there could be some good things that they have coming down the pipeline. The inclusion of the Hellfire Club is obviously very interesting. Uh, and I do wonder if maybe you're onto something with that whole 
is there an actual connection between the Brotherhood and the Hellfire Club? Yeah. Are they maybe getting their orders from from a, a bigger entity, a bigger mutant, possibly? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're possibly sound... Polaris's father himself. Yeah, their goals sound the same. You know, like like their goals, yeah. their goals sound exactly the same. They don't sound even what is like. I want to create a world for mutants. I'm like that's the Brotherhood. That's what the Brotherhood wants. So, I mean, and look, maybe they always had the same goals. Maybe it's, I don't know, but it's it sounds like they they're basically in line with one another. You know that they they want the exact same thing. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, if the Brotherhood were involved or if they teamed up with the Brotherhood or something along those lines. So, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think that's very far fetched at all. I definitely don't. And also, um, you know, I, I hope that at some point we get like some real like X-Men involved in the show at some point. You know, I don't have I don't have to see Professor X, you know, <laughs> like, like an Iceman. Type yeah, character. give me an Iceman. Give me a Nightcrawler. You know, well, Nightcrawlers, that might be a little high budget. I don't know. But, <laughs> right, right. but uh, you know, give me something like that. You know, you kind of already have Blink. Like yeah, it's like okay. Like, we need another portal teleporter. Teleport, type. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but like, yeah, you know, give me somebody, you know, yeah, like and they give me an Ice Man, give me a um, angel, an angel, you know, someone that's you know can say, hey, look, I was with the X Men, and can yeah. explain why they're not present. I feel like that's another reason you can have one of them on. They can be like, I was with the X Men, and then the Brotherhood came and did this and that, and they're on the run or something. You know, but I feel like yeah. that could be a way to spice up the the show, and you know, I think that's what they tried to do with the you know what's the African rule? I don't know his name. The, the what's his name? War War Eagle or something like that. Uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbird. <laughs> War <Yeah>. Eagle. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that uh, is that who is that um, uh, Green Lantern's son? The Green Lantern and uh, and Hawk Girl, or or is that Warhawk or something? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe Warhawk. <laughs> War Eagle is like the, the is Auburn's like Auburn football's like chant or whatever. Oh, okay. Like War Eagle. <laughs> but um yeah, Thunderbird, uh that's kinda what his role is, but he doesn't just doesn't have the the credibility that an actual A list or B list X Men character would have. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So So we like we need a, an actual X Men. Like not not necessarily one of the originals, but an X Man, you know. Like so, we can get that. Then I think the show. Watch, well, they're gonna give us uh, uh, who's the guy from uh, from X Men the animated series? Morph. <laughs> yeah, Morph. They're gonna give us Morph. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> we we asked for a real X Man. Oh my god. Give us Morph. Yeah, they're gonna give us Morph. Or just, yo, give us something like put him in the Savage Land or something. You know? Yeah, give me Genosha. Yeah, you know, there's so much in the X Men universe that they can do. I feel like the sky's the limit. You know, so like without but now they're gonna do Phoenix for the fifth time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 All right, so I think that'll do it for this for this episode. So you know, again, no EJ this week, but EJ will be back next week, and next week we'll have um, we'll have Venom. We'll have seen Venom. And we will have uh, a Comic Con recap, so we may be those may be separate shows. Depending on how much <laughs> we have from Comic Con, those may be the same show or separate shows. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do it yet, but we'll we'll figure that out. But we have a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys, 
in the next show. Um, you know, and of course, yeah, check out all of our other content as well. The Imperial Broadcast, which we do every week, and our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, you can check us out. Look us up on YouTube at New Generation, um, New Generation Media. And, you know, of course, look us up on everything. I, can, I can't do the EJ's thing where he rattles off everything. But just look us, New Generation, NU Generation Podcast Network, <laughs> New Generation Media. Look us up. You'll find us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that'll do it for the show. Um, so, again, thanks so much for listening in. Again, EJ will be back next week. So tune in next week. So I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.